Yo, what is up? Welcome to the Whoop and Shoot Podcast. It is Troop here. And it's your boy, Woo. And on this podcast, we're going to be doing our NBA guest lines. Um, also, we're going to be talking about the Stafford golf trade, along with the announcement that NCAA football will be coming back to video games soon in the next two years. Um, but we're going to be starting off with guest lines first. Oh, yeah. Also, before we get into that, um, we uh, announced the winner of our giveaway on our Instagram. Shout out our boy Graham for uh, winning that Chick-fil-A. Yes, sir. $20 gift card giveaway along with a free meal. Um, so be on the lookout for our next giveaway. We love doing those. But, uh, yeah, just to hop into the NBA, uh, the first game we have on the slate is the Clippers versus the Nets. The Nets in their latest game had a five-point lead with 12 seconds left against the Wizards, who yep. are one of the worst teams in the league. And they somehow managed to lose the game by three with – by being up five or 20 seconds or yeah. 12 seconds, like I said, right. which is literally insane. Shows how bad their defense is. They've been like number one in the offensive efficiency or something like that. Some crazy sad about their offense. Yeah. And then like either worst or second worst in defensive. And it's pretty embarrassing for this team yeah. that they can blow games like that. So um, there's no way I would pick them in this game. And uh, we say this every episode, but our, this is not guessing the lines, like as in the Vegas lines. We're guessing how we see the game ending up and who we think will win. So I've got the Clippers winning by eight here. What about you, Payne? Yeah, uh, the Nets last game, they lost to the uh, Wizards by three. Unbelievable performance from uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, the last two games he had 26 and then he just had 41. And there was a lot of, you know, uh, talk about, you know, he was injured and that's why he hasn't been performing as well as he has. And and he's just recently, the past two games, come back from injury and been uh, quote-unquote healthy. And then he's been putting up those types of numbers. So I'm happy for him. Beal had a great game. He had 37. But, yeah, what Chandler was saying, since the uh, the trio of Harden, Kyrie, and KD have all culminated together, they've been first in offensive efficiency. And then, they, then they've been last in defensive fit defensive efficiency so uh yeah there's been a lot of problems for them defensively uh i've got the clippers here tonight by five what'd you say you had them at eight so yeah that'll be a good one um the next game we have is the uh blazers not the blazers the blazers <laughs> the, uh, the blazers at the wizards um blazers got a back-to-back game we just got throttled by the bucks uh last night 134 to 106 but uh a couple of days before my boy dame clutched up 44 points had that game winner on the Bulls. I heard head. that game winner wasn't even supposed to happen. Like, it shouldn't have been a jump ball call or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy on that. I but mean, it was still a great play regardless. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, whether you think it was or it wasn't, I mean, I mean, it's up to you. That's just how the refs called it. They make, they make mistakes all the time. Uh, I'm not going to be biased. I'm like, yeah, it was definitely – it should have definitely gone um, – should have definitely been a jump ball because I you could I could see either side. Just uh, Dame hit two – Two threes with less than 11 seconds left, and we end up winning by one. So it was a good game there. But we got to bounce back tonight. Uh, I've got the Blazers by, I think I said by six. Um, let me check. Yeah, I've got the Blazers by six. What do you What do you have uh, for this game? I've got the Blazers winning by seven here. And um, it's really just because the Wizards really stepped up in a big moment. I still mm-hmm. having a big letdown yeah. for their next game because I think their record's like four and 16 or four and 15. And their overall record against the NBA is like two and. 12. 2 and 12, but then to the Nets, it's like 2 and 0. Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah, there's no way they're not going to perform. Yeah. Well, they are going to perform this next game. So I'm just going to take Blazers winning by 7. Um, what's y'all's record in the West we're, right now? We're 10 and 9 right now, and uh, the the Wizards are 4 and 12. Yeah, but what are, you, what are y'all in the West? Oh, in the West? I yeah. think we're I think we're 8th. Let me check. Pretty sure we're 8th. Um, we are. 
Yeah, we're eighth. We're eighth right now. We're sitting in at that eight seed at ten and nine. Then you got the Rockets at ten and nine. The uh, seven seeds, the Warriors right now at eleven and nine, and the Suns are the six seed at eleven and eight. So it's really jam packed. And even the Spurs at the at the eleven at the ten seed, they're eleven and ten. So everybody's like half a game back or a game apart from each other. So these games are important. And it sucks that CJ McCollum's out for us right now because mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons we've been. Um, three and four in our last seven is because we haven't had him. And uh, it concerns me against – that concerns me against the Wizards tonight because Beal and Russ have been balling lately yeah. over the past two games. And uh, Beal doesn't want to be traded now. So they, they, I think they're going to bring some extra effort in these – I don't think he ever games. wanted to be traded. People I don't just, think he wanted They just look too much into his body language yeah. and losing and being like, he wants out. He's just so, been frustrated because he knows what the team's capable of. I mean, yeah, when you're getting blown out and losing a bunch of games, I mean, you're obviously not going to look happy all the time. Yeah. But it's good to see that he wants to stay there and at least try to make things work. Um, but our next game we have is the Grizzlies at the Pacers. Um, this Grizzlies team has actually not been bad. John Morant's playing, right? He's been back. Yeah, John's back. Because remember he had – what injury? Was it an ankle? It was an ankle. Yeah. He's been back for like the last two or three games, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But um, this Pacers team, their last game, they had a 15-point lead against my Sixers without Joel Embiid in the fourth quarter, and they blew that. Yeah. Ended up losing by like nine, I think. Yeah. I don't know what was going on with the Pacers, how they couldn't close that game. Y'all turned but, up in the fourth. Yeah. But, I mean, we didn't have Embiid, so I was really surprised mm-hmm. that happened. Uh, but I see the Pacers bouncing back here. They're a good team. I definitely see them being a contender in the East um, with Sabonis and, um, oh, my goodness, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. They're, they've got a little bit of, like, an underrated squad that not many people talk about, but I love the way they play. And Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take Pacers by four here. What about you, Pan? Yeah, I've got the uh, Pacers winning by seven in this game. Like you said, Sabonis, Brogdon, they've all been playing really well. Um, they're sitting at 11 nine, 11-9. Eleven and nine right now, and the Grizzlies are nine and six. So both teams are playing, you know, pretty decent. I think the Grizzlies have been um, on kind of like a win streak lately. Uh, right now, they're sitting, they're sitting like in, they're they're sitting at the four seed in the West right now. The Grizzlies are. That's kind of insane. So yeah, props to them. Uh, Indiana uh, currently they're uh, they're tenth in offensive efi- efficiency. Um, let me see where the Grizzlies are at. Uh, they are they're 22nd in the offensive efficiency, so that's kind of surprising that they're nine and six. They must be pretty good defensive defensively. Um, did I say what I've got the Pacers winning by already? I think I did. Yeah, I got Pacers by seven though tonight. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then moving on to the last game for guess the lines. Oh yeah, by the way, the series right now is three to one. Chandler he won last week. Uh, I I don't know exactly what it was with all the games. I just know in the series head to head is three to one right now. But, yes, um, sir. Yeah, but moving on to the last game is the Celtics versus the Warriors. Um, I got the Celtics by eight here. They're they're too strong of a team. Um, they're just better overall. Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, they've been balling. I think Brown's averaging twenty seven point one, and then Tatum's really close behind him at twenty. If he doesn't get an All Star, yeah, then I'm gonna be mad. He deserves it so badly. Sure. I swear, people don't vote him in. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and there's been talk about him maybe for MIP. But then I've also heard like, well, you know, he was doing this last year. I mean, his he wasn't averaging these numbers. Though. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, I think he was averaging like 20, 21 or two last year. Yeah. Now he's jumped to twenty seven. It's a pretty but, big uh, jump. But uh, I think he should definitely be in talks. He's been playing great, man, and his his efficiency numbers have been great. And then Tatum's and balling too. They're they're dangerous to watch out uh, for in the East. I think right now, and uh, I don't know what you think, but uh, right now I think I might have the Sixers and the Celtics ahead of the Nets, like as far as an overall team. Overall team, yeah, but I still have the Nets as if they can get things working to where they can actually play some defense. I could see, especially if they pick up Andre yeah. Drummond, which has been in the talks for a while now, um, especially because the Cavs have Jared Allen and they have kind of alluded to the fact they want to shop him. Yeah. Um, if they can add Andre Drummond, a defensive big man, 
which can really help them out because they sure. don't have any defense, mm-hmm. then I'm going to take them. But until they start adding another like defensive slash veteran piece, I don't know if I can really pick this Nets team. Yeah. But, oh gosh, I don't know if I could just pick the Celtics or the Sixers, even though I love both those teams, especially the Sixers. I don't know if I could pick them against the Nets in the series just because of how dangerous that trio is of all those scorers. And, oh, it, it's tough. Yeah, I agree. I didn't even with to, the defense, man. Yeah, I didn't even mean to say, like, overall team because, like, if you go from a talent standpoint, they got, like, the most talent in the uh, league just right now. They're, how they're playing. Yeah, yeah but, but, yeah, how they're playing and, like, what we said earlier, they're last in the – defensive efficiency so uh that that's something that scares me and then the, i think the celtics and the sixers they're definitely playing better are, right now for sure yeah and they're a little bit close. more solid um on both sides of the ball they mm-hmm. may not be like as good offensively but then defensively it makes up a lot so yeah Agreed. Uh, i said celtics by eight you said what i said celtics by six yeah so uh just to recap on that i said clippers by five i had clippers by eight and then i said blazers by six i had blazers by seven then I said Grizzlies. No, I said Pacers by seven. I had Pacers by four. And then I said Celtics by eight. And I had Celtics by six. This is actually, I think, the first week we've agreed on like every single team that we think is going to win. I swear we've had one where we at least disagree yeah. on at least one game. Usually I pick against the Blazers, so that's yeah. usually the game. Yeah, so that's all the guest lines um, for that. Uh, I wanted to ask Chandler one more thing or just talk about one more thing. LeBron James uh, and the Lakers, they played against the Hawks. Uh, I think last night was it last night <laughs> or it might have been the night night before the Lakers won 107.99. But the main thing is, is he had a little bit of an altercation with a lady. Um, some say uh, she's a Karen yeah. because uh, she, I don't know. Apparently he got into the, him and her husband, LeBron and uh, the lady's husband, we got into like a talking match about uh, something. I don't know. It was stupid. And uh, LeBron basically told him, you know, to sit down or whatever. And all and you can hear in the video. Uh, her cussing out LeBron and stuff like that. And la- later she goes on social media and talks about how she was calling, he was calling her this and that and telling her husband to sit down and to do this. And he called her the B word or whatever. And uh, in the video, you don't really hear anything of that. Just I thought it was kind of interesting because then I saw the day um, I wrote an alert on my phone from the athletic. It said that they're actually investigating, you know, what LeBron might have said. So I didn't know what your take oh my, was on that. That is so stupid. I, yeah, I agree. I think it's personally stupid. LeBron even said in his post game that he liked having fans back just for that mere reason of having like even an argument with the fan. It's just fun to have some, just someone to go yeah. against you and someone to rile you up. And he enjoyed that. And that's the guy yeah. who had the altercation. So why? I guess maybe because he cussed. I, that's stupid. They literally. If you listen to a mic'd up NBA court, they're screaming cuss words left and right at each other. If you ever go to an NBA game, yeah. you can literally hear the stuff they're saying. They are not being politically correct at all. Right. So I don't know what they're investigating. I think it's kind of stupid. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, the woman complained, but I mean, they, they it, we're in a bubble. Not a bubble, but we're not in a having fans era yet, like a bunch of fans. Yeah. So just for having the little amount of fans, and this is the first interaction mm-hmm. we get kind of like that yeah it's, it's just kind of funny that, that we already we're having fans back in the nba and this is what we get exactly it is kind of funny um yeah i wanted to read this thing it said this is from cbssports.com it said as james revealed after the game the argument was between him and the woman's husband and he did not think that they should be ejected from the game uh a quote from lebron james he says at the end of the day i'm happy fans are back in the building like chandler was saying uh he said i miss that interaction i need that interaction we as players need that interaction uh, I don't feel like it was warranted to be kicked out. There was a back and forth between two grown men. We said our piece. He said his piece. I said my piece. And then somebody else jumped into it and said their piece. I didn't think they should have been kicked out, but that, but they might have had a couple of drinks maybe, and they could have 
probably kept it going, and the game wouldn't have been about the game anymore. So the referees did what they had to do. Uh, that's the respect Le- LeBron James handed that, handled that very maturely. Um, I'm interested to see what the invest- investigation exactly is. Maybe him cussing at the woman is what I'm uh, thinking. I, I don't or think – uh, derogatory. I, feel like I don't know. Maybe like one of the parties, him or the woman, said like something really terrible. I think it I, all. I don't, I don't know to be honest. I think this. I That's think what it, it had to be. Yeah, I think it just sparked from the lady going on uh, social media and saying that LeBron called her this and that. And, yeah, probably. And uh, they just wanted to look into it a little bit further. But that's uh, pretty much it. So, yeah. Yeah, this has been the NBA part of the podcast. We're going to take a quick break before we get to the NFL and the new releasing of the NCAA game. Yes, sir. And we are back for the second part of this podcast. Uh, we're going to be breaking down and talking about the Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford trade. So just the specific details on that trade, the Rams traded a 22 first round pick, 2021 third round pick, a 2023 first round pick and Jared Goff to the Lions for Matthew Stafford. Now, Matthew Stafford is on this Rams team, um, a team with the number one defense from last year. Uh, this was definitely a, uh, like a short-term goal type of trade. They're looking to win a championship in the next two years. Uh, Stafford's 33 right now, um, so that window could be short, but it definitely wasn't long-term um, considering they just traded a lot of picks away. Uh, Chandler, what do you think about this trade? And, um, yeah. Well, I like it for both teams, really, because mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford did not want to be in Detroit anymore, right. rightfully so, because he's been losing for his entire career. So it kind of sucks to do that for your whole career. Yeah. So he's on the last three years left, really. At best. So he wants to win a championship and they send him to the Rams and they actually got two first round picks and a quarterback. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet if you're the Lions. For sure. You got two first rounders, which I I mean, I guess you could expect, but that's still that's like best case scenario. And they got a not terrible quarterback in Jared Goff. They could even draft someone if they really wanted to mm-hmm. and take a new quarterback. But Jared Goff's not a bad QB. I mean, he was starting for the Rams. Yeah. But and then on the Rams end, like you said, they had the best defense in football. And you can definitely tell they're trying to win now by this trade. I gave him the picks. But Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. I really want to see how Sean McVay is going to put him in in this offense Mm -hmm. because they've really been a run-first team and really relied heavily on their defense, especially in scoring. Their defense scored like literally every other game. Um, But he gave up on Jared Goff because Jared Goff just didn't have have it what it takes to be the quarterback for the Rams. Maybe he could do it um, for another team. I don't know, but it was not going to work out there in L.A., so hopefully Matthew Stafford can change things around there. Uh, I'm excited to watch this team. I, I'm sure. actually – I think their odds when the Super Bowl went up by about like 400. Facts. And they were like plus 1,000, yeah. now like plus 750. That could, that's a random guess. But I, they went up like pretty significantly. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think they're a better team because of it. I know the picks may be hurting them like later on for longevity. But as of winning right now, I, I like this because I think Matthew Stafford can make an instant change there. Oh, for sure. Um. I think the I think this is a good trade for both teams, and mm-hmm. I think anytime you get a chance, where I think me personally with Matthew Stafford, I think this team is capable of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford. I mean, I don't know about you. I think he's probably a 12, top twelve quarterback in the league. He's, at least top fifteen. Yeah, he's got he's got the experience. He likes. He's and, got the arm. Yeah, and you're going to bring in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup into the uh, situation now because. One thing Matthew Stafford likes to do is he likes to throw a lot of deep balls, and uh, Cooper Cup's a pretty. Uh, 
pretty good deep ball threat. And then uh, Robert Woods is a, a premier receiver in this league. So I see a lot of big thing, a lot of big things for this uh, Rams offense. And then, you know, the Rams didn't really lose anybody on defense. They're going to be coming back healthy. And then you can look to see them being a top three defense. Again, they still got Ramsey. They still got Donald. They're going to be solid. Uh, they're going to be a really hard team to beat. Um, I'm concerned for my Seahawks in that division because uh, – it's going to be scary because I, I see Matthew Stafford having a really good year. Yeah, the Rams um, just got better. Yeah. And y'all aren't really doing much because I don't have picks and, or money. Right. Um, I saw something about that. Like, yeah. it was like the crying rust, even like all the teams in the NFC West getting better, but the Seahawks just staying the same. Yeah, I know. It, I saw this stat the other day in which is sad. Uh, the, ja- the Jaguars have more playoff wins than the Seahawks do in the last four years. It's a pretty insane stat when yeah, you say it, but it's you got to remember that the Jags made the AFC Championship yeah. game, which just sounds like it was a dream, but it actually mm-hmm. did happen. Yeah, and they played the Steelers and all that, and yeah, uh, wasn't too long ago. But then you look this year, and they were absolutely awful. But yeah, yeah, they were one and zero, and they're like they tweeted, "Who wants more?" And they never <laughs> won a game after that. Facts. Uh, but yeah, going back to the trade, I love this trade uh, for the Rams. I mean, anytime you get you get a chance where you feel like you could win the Super Bowl if you get this piece. Uh, you got to go for it because, you know, you see what Brady's doing at 43. Now, I don't – not to say Stafford's on the level of Brady, but he could have the same longevity and be like, you know – Not the same. Similar. Like similar. Not the same. Exactly. He's not, Staff, Stafford's not making it at 40. He won't make it to 37. Well, he won't be playing on the same level as Brady. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So similar – He might still – yeah, you're right. He might still be playing, but he won't yeah. be playing the same level. Similar yeah. was kind of the word I was uh, looking for. Mm-hmm. If he can just stay like around top 15 quarterback, top 12 range – uh, for the next three years, I, I like the Rams' shots of winning a, a Super Bowl. I bet they'll be in at least one a- NFC Championship game for Yeah, sure. I mean, they got the best player in the world in Aaron Donald uh, as far as, you know, how much he makes an impact on a team. And then you combine that with Ramsey. Now you got Woods, Cup, and Stafford on the offensive end. They're, they're sitting pretty. So, uh, yeah, uh, anything else to add to thoughts on this trade? or Not really anything else to add. But uh, moving on to the next topic we have, officially this morning around like 11 o'clock, Adam Schefter and SportsCenter – announced that NCAA football will be coming back to the video game world. Yes, sir. We'll be getting an NCAA. I think it will be, uh, I guess, 22 or maybe 23 Mm -hmm. because it said it'll be two to three years when it comes out. I think it's 22. Yeah, but this is extremely exciting. Um, The last NCAA they made was NCAA 14 with Mm -hmm. Denard Robinson on the cover. Yeah. Um, That game actually fetches like a not a bad amount of money. It like goes for more than what it was released, which is usually super uncommon for any football video game. Yeah. But it's such a coveted game because it was the last NCAA football game we got. And – Oh my goodness, it was so fun. And Thanks. for them to leave us on a cliffhanger and just like absolutely cancel out, um, making those games sucked. And I'm super happy that they're gonna bring it back. I mean, literally every single year you go on Instagram and they'll like have a fake cover of like yeah. whatever team won the national championship game yeah. saying like this is coming, like, or what if. But now we actually have official news from EA mm-hmm. that they will be returning, which is super exciting. Um, I think the reason they're doing it so far out and not more soon because i guarantee they can make the game in like yeah. a snap because obviously they make madden every year and there's so so many different things about it but really it's a similar extremely similar game and year after year madden's pretty similar yeah and it doesn't take them that much time i think they're more waiting on to see if they can put the players last names mm-hmm. and like all the money stuff with players see how that works out because that's the kind of the reason they took it away in the first place exactly so we'll see how they can make those things work. I don't really know if they can or like how that's going to work, but them making the game does incline me to believe that there might be a settlement to that issue with like players getting paid and all that, which that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, but just back to the game, I'm super excited. It's back. Oh yes. Same here. I mean, I remember whenever I was like, you know, 
12 or however old I would be. I had the 2013 game with uh, Robert Griffin III. Mm-hmm. I remember just playing, you know, the different Heisman challenges. And then I love playing Road to Glory and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, and I would play on my PS3. It, it was awesome, man. And I'm I'm really happy to have it back uh, or have, you know, have the game back. And the, uh, you, what you were saying was the question is kind of like uh, – Will they put you know players' names on the back of the jerseys? I've, I've heard that they're uh, open to it, or like there's this court thing or whatever. Like they're open to maybe doing that, and uh, you know, I don't know what they're gonna do exactly. I'm, I don't. Of- I, it just really depends on if the NCAA is comfortable or not. If they're comfortable, if the players are comfortable with their kind of like their name and their without earning money, their fame without earning money. Because right. I don't, I don't know how that's gonna change. And I can, I see both sides of that coin. Um, if I'm a player and I'm like, yeah. wow, this team is making, or not this team, this organization is making millions on millions of dollars off of my name right. and my team, I wish I could get a cut of that. Right. So you can definitely understand that. But at the same time, these players are getting like hundreds of tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars off of their schooling and access to all these nice facilities, yeah. coaches, um, all this gear, all these like free things that cost a lot of money. They get for little to no money, oh, no, no cost, sorry because they are such a high-level athlete. And also it just puts them on the pedestal for so many other jobs like playing in the pros and other things like that. Yeah. So I can I can see both sides of why they should get paid and why they shouldn't. Um, my simplest solution, which is probably not an actual solution, just kind of a mm-hmm. smart remark. Off the top of your head. Just uh, give them all a free copy of the game and call it even. Yeah, I can see that. Or like, no, no, how about a free <laughs> copy of the game and then a $100 bill or maybe like a – or like a five hundred dollars for like the good players and like a hundred dollar bills mm-hmm. for the bad ones, yeah. and just in their game copy and you hand it to them. That's like their, that's how you get yeah. the game and the, there will be no war. Yeah, obviously I'm, that probably wouldn't happen. Yeah, just a little bit on that. I mean, I'm kind of with Chandler a little bit. Like I feel like you know, you have players like Trevor Lawrence or you know the big time college players and did not you know get like a portion of what the college is making off of your name because. Trevor Lawrence is a huge name. Think about how much money he's generating for that program. It, it's crazy. And But on the other side, like Chandler was saying, you get tons of facilities, access. Free uh, tuition. Free, free tuition, stuff like that. I mean, that. think about how much out-of-state tuition is for a big school. Yeah. It's at least like 50 to – it's a bare minimum 40 to the max, probably like, like 80. 80 grand. 80 right. grand for a year, and they're going for at least three years. Yeah. That, I mean, you do the math right there. That's, that's a crap ton of money. That's, that's $120,000 to – yeah. Up to twenty two hundred forty thousand dollars in just tuition, yeah, and a lot of in schooling and other stuff with that. But still, that's like a ton of money that you don't have to pay if you're a top level athlete, right? So, I don't. Know. It's such a, it's such an interesting debate. I I'll hear like sides from people who are arguing that they shouldn't be a thing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, I agree with that kind of. And then I'll yeah. hear like people like, agree, arguing that they should get paid. And I'm like, well, I kind of agree with that. So it's a tough debate, yeah. for sure. And then the factor on, and then the factor into everything with that stuff, like you know. Uh, you know, players that also with the tutoring, um, believe it or not, like these players, they got like tutors like for their work all the time. So to think about, well, you know, they still got to deal with the life of being a college athlete and and uh, academically and stuff like that. And think about how hard it is in that way. You know, they're getting tutors tutored like 24 seven all the time. A lot of their work is like not being done for them, but it's being made very easy for them. So they yeah, a lot of, they got it made. It really depends on the uh, team and, like, what sport it is. Yeah. But a lot of their uh, schooling is, like, compressed in a way. Right. Because it's on the go. Well, not on the go, but, like, sometimes it's on the road. Right. Um, and they can't be in class because they have practice or stuff like that. Um, but just back to that whole debate, 
I, I kind of want to give my like an answer on what I if I think they should get paid or not. I'll have my I, answer. And I don't, I don't personally, I yeah. don't think they should. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because of how complicated it would have to be to figure out how you pay people. Because think about how many college football players there are. That I mean, they're all Division One schools. I don't know how many. Let me look up. How many Division? There are. 127 D1 football teams. Right. So I don't know if they put all 127. They at least put 100 on the NCAA. They would at least put 100, if not at least 75. Yeah. That's the bare minimum, I would say. Uh, I bet they would probably put it close to all of them. But – and then you have like 50 players on each team. Are you just going to divide like a 20% cut of how much they make off the games and jerseys of like the, for the schools and all that? Yeah. Are they just going to like divide that and then divide it by 50 however many people they have on the team right. and do it like that? Because – that just doesn't make sense to me because I don't think Billy Bob playing for Washington it, State yeah, deserves the same amount of money as, as Trevor Lawrence, as Trevor Lawrence or yeah. Justin Fields. And then at the same time, that, oh, not, not that, you yeah. just can't you can't differentiate the money. And then it's also so black the, and white. the big time players who you're like yeah they need to get paid for their name and all this. Those guys are probably making millions on millions of dollars in the NFL. In the NFL, so like why why do we need to benefit guys like Trevor Lawrence? Right. I can, it's a tough to I, I think it's just too complicated to where we shouldn't pay him. Maybe like I said this in our group chat when we were texting. Sorry to cut you off. No, but, you're good. Um, maybe like certain – like each player gets like a small amount of money for each mm. season just yeah. because like we are benefiting off – it could be like $1,000, like $500. It doesn't have to be a lot. But like this can just be like this amount of money for the school benefiting off of your play and name, which clearly that's not like the a comparison to how much they make off of them. But – it could at least be some form of compensation. Right. Because it'd be tough to literally pay every single person the same amount or yeah, you every can't. single person a large sum of money that they're making. It just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, there's no way. Like, I mean, it's way too complicated. I'm with you. I think, you know, it, there comes to a point where you can't pay every athlete. You can't exactly. pay Trevor Lawrence the same as, like, what you're saying, Billy Bob. It's just it's too complicated. So I'm with you in the fact, like, you either you just don't pay him at all because then there's not so much like controversy. I'm like, oh well, he's getting paid this much. How come I'm not getting paid? Exactly, because as soon as they make that, certain schools gonna be pay more. And it, it, there'll be some. There's so many variables so in many. involving playing players. And I mean, it's kind of the point. It's college. You're going to school. Cool. You're don't not. Learn. You're not going to get paid. You're exactly. Pay, you're paying money to go there. They're not paying they you. Do. And they're already for a lot of athletes that are playing, especially mm -hmm. Division One football, because that's the most scholarships, the most full rides the yeah. university can give are for their football team. So a lot of those guys aren't even paying anything. Yeah. So I don't know that that the reason yeah. you go to college is for your chance and exposure to be able to make those tons of dollars in the pros. I mean, think about how many different pro leagues there are yeah. you can get to to be making money. Like it's not. I don't think college should be for making money, but that's, oh, that's well, just my take. Well, every time you go to college, I mean, in people's view has kind of been warped and shaped differently. Um, but the number one thing you're there for is to learn and then academics uh, second. That's why you're called a, a student athlete. You're not called athlete student. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going there to learn. You're going there to learn first. So, and then, and then just back to the whole thing where, like, it's just too complicated. Like, for example, if you have, you know, a person at the school, like just a regular student, and then they see, you know, this athlete getting paid the same. Let's say, for instance, okay, they come out and like, okay, every athlete can get paid, um, whether you're Trevor Lawrence or whether you're, you know, the worst player on that on this team, and you're getting paid around the same amount uh, because they don't really know how other way what other way to do it. The people are going to be thinking like, what is this guy bringing? What exposure is he bringing to this program? Like, 
like he's not doing anything for this program. He sits on the bench. Why is he getting paid this amount of money? Mm -hmm. So it's just there's a lot of different issues that would spark. I think if they were to go into be like, hey, yeah, college athletes can get paid. So I we think, should do a poll on that one yeah. too. We always do polls right. based on what we say on the podcast. But that one would definitely be. I'm interested to see what people would think of that. Yeah, for me, I think it's just safe to say uh, uh, athletes shouldn't get paid. I mean, you're already like we said, you're already getting tons of facilities, free tuition. You're getting it pretty good. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, is I kind of don't like how the NCAA rules are extremely strict on different situations. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking early, earlier about the uh, Todd Gurley thing. Yeah. Uh, whenever – like, I don't know exactly all the details that that went down. That was so many um, years ago. But briefly, yeah. it was uh, Tom, Tom. Tom. Todd Gurley was – we got in trouble and was not no longer allowed to play at Georgia because he yeah. sold a signed jersey to a fan. Right. I that is me going back in my brain and kind of trying to remember it. I have not I actually looked it up, yeah. but that's like vaguely what would happen. Mm -hmm. He was no longer allowed to play, and I kind of think that's stupid just from the premise of it because Todd Gurley was a beast at Georgia, um, uh, all star running back, literally is now a pretty good pro, had a decent mm -hmm. pro career. And why should he not be able to benefit off a name that he made for himself? And like, just I mean, do you understand? I, I if I remember correctly, yeah. and if you just look into college sports, these guys are getting contacted by so many different people asking, like, "Hey, can agents I? Can one. I? Yeah, agents. All these people trying to get money from them. Yeah. Hey, can I uh, buy a signed jersey? Mm -hmm. Hey, can I buy a signed headband? Hey, can I have a signed like Georgia schedule from you? Like yeah. different random things. And that's Todd Gurley, just the one guy that got exposed. Right. You don't understand how many times these. I guarantee you, basketball players with their cleat or with their shoe, basketball shoes, and with football players with their cleats, yeah. they're asked for like a signed pair of those from like oh, a random fan who's trying to make. And do you know how much this will sell for on the aftermarket on like eBay and stuff? Thousands on thousands of dollars. dollars. Yes. And Todd was just trying to make a little buck off his name because so many people are trying to yeah. take it from him. And I don't think you should. I don't think you should get in trouble for that stuff. Um, it's like it kind of goes back to. I'm not trying to cut you no, off. You're here, good. But uh, remember the national championship game when OBJ. Um, when you're in the locker room and hand yeah. out money and stuff. I mean, there's a lot we of – We actually had a good amount of trouble for that. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy there. And I'm thinking like – and I know it's different, but like I just feel like the rules could be cut back and be a little bit more lenient. Yeah. Just think about it. Like say if like I walk up to my brother after the game and give him money. You know, it's not the same thing because OBJ was associated with that school and, you know, now he's an NFL athlete and he's you know, and he's got so much more um, of a spotlight than I do. But in – but in a sense, it's kind of the same thing. The, the college players are getting money from somebody from somebody else. It's almost like a grandparent just giving you some money. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it, but he would went to the school and he was just donating. He was just donating to a player. Like, like yo, bro, y'all just turn up. Let me just right. give you some bands. Exactly. Like, it's, like, it's like and I, and why and even if it is like, oh wow, he did that. What is the problem? What's, what's the big the deal with that? Like, like the the thing is, is my point is, if there wasn't, you know, if OBJ hadn't played at LSU, if he wasn't a big time name in the NFL. You know, I don't think and it would be looked at the same way as like like you were saying, like if your grand grandmother went up and gave you twenty dollars. Because let's say OBJ gave twenty dollars, the grandma gave twenty. Yeah, what's happening is the player still earning twenty dollars. That other extra well, stuff they, about here's, who a, they here's are. a scenario. Do you remember when uh, Loyola Chicago made that run in uh, the Final Four? Yeah, yeah. imagine if uh, what's what was her name? Uh, oh, Sister Jean. Oh, Sister Jean. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sister I don't Jean. know if it was actually. Sister, I, that's a guess, but if Sister Jean Sorry, was like. Yeah. Boys on her, like she's literally like about to roll yeah. over dead in a few years. She's like 90,000 years old. Okay, right. that was insensitive, but she's like super old. Oh, yeah. And she's like, Here you go. Here's a hundred dollar bill oh, yeah. for uh, Billy, and here's one for George, and here's one for Trey. Like, are they going to be like, No, Sister Jean, you're the NCAA is going to 
have an investigation yeah. into you. No, they're not going to do that. So like, what is the, exactly? The and, and the thing is, is that that's, that's exactly my point. That's a great point. You're going to get is uh, that's hypothetical, but like, we're pretty sure like that. They probably wouldn't do anything. Yeah. They probably wouldn't do anything. And you go back to the OBJ thing and you're thinking, well, what's happening is the result is the player's just receiving a hundred dollars. Now who, who they're receiving it from, it shouldn't matter in my opinion, whether you receive it from OBJ or whether, whether you receive it from your grandma or sister Jean, the result is the player is getting a hundred dollars. So I don't know why the NCAA rules are so, uh, I, well, I understand kind of why, but I wish it wasn't like that. I wish it was a little bit more lenient because there's a lot of flaws that you could look into it and be like, hey, well, that's not fair because of this and that. So and, uh, Just to close off on that Todd Gurley thing we brought up, uh, I especially feel bad for him because, like I was saying about signing like a signed jersey mm-hmm. or a signed cleats and giving those away to a fan for like a certain amount of money, Yeah, the players do that very more often than we think. Oh, for sure. That was terrible. But they do it a lot more often than – People know, and a lot, of stuff, a lot of that stuff just goes under the table. No one says anything. It's just not video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, or it's not they're put out to the internet. Yeah, there's a bunch of shady and maybe not so correct things with the NCAA guidelines that happens. I mean, we saw Tennessee recently got exposed for uh, handing their players money through. Was it McDonald's bags? Wasn't it? Or what was it? Something like that. Maybe. Uh, well, well, let me look it up. I'm not exactly sure. Tennessee football scandal. I, it was something really dumb. Um, it, it's kind of just like, yeah, you're a con- college athlete. You can't receive money from anybody, you know? Oh, I don't think well, a team should be able to give you money, though. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't Like that, like no, what they did. Well, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm kind of thinking more about the OBJ thing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, uh, yeah, you can't receive money. You're a college athlete. Yeah, hey, Dad, can I get, like, $40. Nope, son. <laughs> I can't give you that. You're a college athlete. I can't find it right now, but I'm pretty sure it was like McDonald's bags, like something yeah. really stupid they would hand them in. Yeah. Um, but what are your opinions on like players selling their signed memorabilia, at least in college? Because in the NBA, I don't think there's anything because they're pros. They can right. They can kind of auction off their own stuff because they're kind of grown men and yeah. they, they don't have like a league over them, it's, especially the NBA being a player's league. I don't – can the NF- I don't really. I haven't like looked into that ruling. I guess. Can you sign? Can you sell like signed and like just stuff you get? Like, can you just? Are you talking about as a college athlete? No, it's like a professional athlete. I'm pretty sure you can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can. I don't. Like see you could sell. You, you could sell your game worn shoes for like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, year. I'm pretty sure you can. I just saw like Russell Westbrook gave away his shoes the other day. Um, I know it wasn't. I know. I know I'm saying like he gave them away, but I'm wondering if you're selling. Yeah, I yeah. think I think you can. I, but all, at the same time, these guys are pro athletes. They don't need the money. They don't need to. But right. college guys who maybe don't have as yeah. much money, they're like, you know what? My jersey's worth like two grand. If I really wanted to sell it, so. honestly, I think um. It kind of, I think something, one thing they should do it like is, you know, if you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence and how good he is, and then you have a guy who's like middle class, I think it should be based off of your performance and how good you are um, as far as like selling stuff. Like if you're like really known and um, like, for example, somebody like Trevor Lawrence and you want to sell, you know, sign memorabilia and you have a big audience who's trying to buy that from you, I think, I think that should be fine compared to somebody who's like, on a team and uh, not really known and they're not getting that much exposure. That's just because you're not as good as Trevor Lawrence. I don't think like, I don't know. It's like, it's a, it's a tough issue to kind of tackle. Like I'm trying to say like, all right, so do you remember whenever Trevor Lawrence was trying to raise awareness for like COVID yeah. and he was going and he was going about it like in a way where it was kind of similar to like, if you were, if you were try if you were to try to sell 
who knows, like a jersey, but he's not trying to sell a jersey. He's trying to wet, raise money. And the money's going to him, but he's raising it for a good cause. Mm-hmm. And the NCAA looked into that, and they're like, no, nah, you can't do that. And they later went back and like, okay, well, it's for a good cause. You can do it. So I don't understand, like, I mean, I guess I understand it's for a good cause, but I don't know why, like, a player like Trevor Lawrence. If it's just for your personal incentive, I guess they don't want you to do it. Yeah. Which maybe they ha- they have their reasons, but I don't know. I think but, that's – But a- your, question is, your question to me was, do you think they should be able to? Yeah, like, can they sell, like, a signed – Like, like if, think- you were, if you were paying Will, like, you played football for FSU. Yeah. And, someone, and someone's DMing you online, like, yo, dude, I'll give you five grand for a signed Whoopty Whitlock yeah. jersey. What are you doing? Like, it – like, like, do that's I illegal. It, that's illegal. I, I know it's illegal. Yeah. I know it's illegal. But like, I mean, I want to do it because it's illegal. But do I think it should be illegal? Yeah. That that was kind of what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Is I think it depends on how good you are at football. It is because like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like if you're really good at football, um, those are the only people who should be able to do it. I'm saying like, for example, Trevor Lawrence is getting that exposure because he's really good at football. But I think so. Yeah. I think that should be okay. I think if I think the the reason he's getting at this level. Um, and if this exposure comes to you, I think I'm all for it because, you know, you're making a name for yourself. So I think if it's something on the side and you're like. I, but I think this all stems from the fact that players don't get comments. I mean, look at, have you ever, you've been to any football game. They sell the jerseys yeah. at the game. They're, they're making tons of money off these players that come play for them. Yeah. I, I think the, I mean, didn't, wasn't it Reggie Bush who got in a bunch of trouble for uh, getting money back in the day? He had his uh, Heisman Trophy strip from him and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. With that scandal with USC. Yeah. I don't – well, we should talk more. We can get more into that. Yeah. Because um, there's like a whole 30 for 30 on that. But um, I think the real reason players will sell their stuff and like do that illegally, um, according to the NCAA, is because of the fact that they're not compensated for what their schools make from them on their own jersey selling and just all that. So maybe like the players who do get their numbers sold like in the games, mm-hmm. like just a blank Georgia number three or a blank – uh, LSU number seven for like someone like Leonard Fournette yeah. or whoever. Those guys should get like a at least like maybe a like point, 10% a point, based off no, of not not even ten. Not even yeah, ten. They're gonna make like, like yeah, gonna tons make a, of money. So right. just give them one percent, that's at least probably ten grand right so, there. So what you're so what you're saying is basically like all these players, one to three percent, they could literally yeah. give them a, such a small amount like that and they would still make tons of money just off their name. And right you there. and you think players are, are maybe going behind, you know, closed doors and oh they are because that, that's well pretty, I know, but do you think but you're saying like their uh, motive is yeah, because exactly. they're not getting exactly, yeah. money from that. I mean, I would agree. I think I think that's probably their main motive. And we'll uh, leave a few polls up on yeah. our IGs for you guys to debate whether players should get played, get played, get paid, and uh, also if you think they should be able to sell their own memorabilia personally and not just the uh, team do it. Or not the yeah. team, but the college doing it. But uh, yeah, this was it turned more into a college football yeah. into uh, this than uh, NFL. But uh. Yeah, one more break and we'll be back with Deeper Thoughts. And we are back for the Deeper Thoughts part of this podcast. Like usual, I ask Chandler two questions. Chandler gives me his answers, and then I follow up with my answers. And, uh, yeah, we just have a nice little conversation. Um, The first question I have for you, Chandler, is given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Hmm. It's kind of a tough question, but – my answer comes to me like, as soon as you ask that question. It's got to be LeBron James. He's easily one of my favorite basketball players of all time. He's not my favorite. My favorite is Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. But LeBron is definitely in my top three. <clears throat> and uh, also just LeBron as a person. He's a super smart guy. Yeah. He uh, does tons of charity work. He's a really great person overall. Yeah. Very involved in just like all the current news just going on. And uh, I would love to hear his opinions on 
tons of different things involving basketball, involving just like life. Uh, I think he's a really wise guy, and he's definitely someone I really would like to talk to. Yeah, LeBron's definitely up there for me. Um, if I had to pick one, I think it has to be my boy Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Just because, like, yeah, on the outside you see, you know, he makes everybody laugh. You know, it's obviously his job is to be a comedian, and he's a he's a he's a hilarious dude. But I actually watched his uh, Netflix series. It's uh, kind of about his life and the ins and outs of like his everyday process, and um, and it, I just got I had so much more respect that, and I already had a lot of respect for Kevin, but I just gained a lot more from like what he does. I mean, this man works so hard every day um, and puts so much you know work into his craft, and he just pursued his passion and never uh, let up from it. You know, at, at a young age, he. Uh, he wanted to do comedy because he made people laugh and he got into stand up and all of that. And he realized that he was good at it and he never stopped working, working at it. And he does so many things now at the age of like 40, you know, he works out like every day. Um, I saw one thing that he did for his friends and I don't know if you knew this Chandler, but he went and bought like, there's a group of like seven of them. He went and bought like six, uh, six of his best friends, each of their favorite car, like each their favorite car. And it was like, like, like it was kind of like old classic models that they loved and he went he went out and bought each one of them and surprised them with it and i thought it was pretty dope he's just a great guy and you know he makes everybody laugh obviously just but just the hunger he has every day for everything he strives uh or everything he you know has a passion for and the work he puts in is it's pretty great man and uh he kind of reminds me of kobe a little bit like you know we talk about kobe's mentality and stuff and that's kind of mentality yeah and uh and that's something Kevin Hart definitely has. And I think it's just kind of like you don't really see it a lot because he's not really like on front page news every day or the stuff we follow, at least. Yeah. We, we follow sports. But then I was just watching that Netflix series. I'm like, dang, this man, I mean, he never stops working. He definitely has a really busy. impressive work ethic. For sure. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, it's pretty uh, crazy. So, yeah, Kevin Hart would be my guy. Uh, so, yeah. Those are both two good picks. LeBron and him are both some – upstanding individuals who oh, I would yeah. love to have like a genuine deep conversation with Mike, get to hear their opinions on different things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the next question I have for you, Chandler is it is if you could choose to have no more challenges or obstacles in life, would you? I mean, when you ask that question, it kind of sounds like, well, no, I wouldn't want to have any challenges. Why would yeah. I want to make my life more difficult? But when you actually think about that question, if you were to never face another challenge for the rest of your life, you would learn nothing more from this day on. Yeah. Because you learn just stuff about yourself and about life through the trials and tribulations mm-hmm. of every day's every day, everyday things. Yeah. And uh that's like what makes you grow is from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. And if you were to never make a mistake again, then you wouldn't be growing and becoming a better person. So on the surface, I would want to say no, because it sounds like it makes things easier, yeah. but I wouldn't be able to grow as a person and as a man if I didn't have like certain struggles on a day-to-day basis. So I would say, no, I'd like to keep those things. Yeah, I completely agree. I, uh, I would definitely want to have, you know, more obstacles and challenges because like you said, you're never going to grow, um, you know, in relationships with people, you know, uh, like if you have like a significant other, your, your, uh, your parents, your sister, stuff like that, you need those type of hardships in life and, uh, things that, you know, you may not understand or things that you're struggling with, you need those things because you uh, become a better person through it. And whenever you figure it out. Uh, so I would definitely say like, you know, yeah, you need, you definitely need obstacles and challenges. Um, it just makes you a better person because like you were saying, if you don't ever have that, you're just going to stay stagnant and uh, 
you're never gonna, I guess, grow in a sense. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind that's of that's a pretty. It's kind it's of obvious. It's a deep, it's a deep like, question in a way, though, because like, yeah, I, when you, like I said, when you first hear that question, you think about it, you'd be like, well, obviously, I wouldn't want to have struggles in my life. I don't want to go through not like pain, but like you know, mm-hmm. tough times. I don't want to go through those things. I w- just wipe that out. But then when you actually think about it from like a just a deeper sense and like as a person altogether, you think, well, I wouldn't be able to grow from this point on, and like become a better person and just a more a smarter person yeah. without those uh, mistakes or trials or whatever they may be um, of just stuff you have to go through. So you definitely want to actually keep them in the end. Yeah, you'll never become better. Um, if you don't have those things, you won't become a smarter person because you're not learning for, from a mistake you made in the past. And um, and you also won't ever be you, – you just won't ever grow. I think that's just the main thing is you just won't grow. And uh, would you rather grow or would you rather not? And I think – I think every person needs those challenges to ultimately become a better person, smarter, you know, and you just reflect on your life and, uh, and see things like, Hey, this, this thing really shaped what happened in this moment in my life mm -hmm. really shaped who I am today. And I'm proud of that moment. And, uh, you know, and then let's say you get to the age of 70 and then you're like, and you're thinking, well, you know, I don't think anybody would be like, yeah, I wish I didn't have that moment where that really, uh, that was really a, a dark moment in my life. I don't think they'd be like, no, I wish I never had that moment because they grew from it. Yeah. Cause they grew, they, they grew from it. Um, now some things could be way too hard where you don't grow from it, but uh, majority of more times than not, I think more people become a better person out yeah, of those situations. Exactly. So I think most people would agree with us and say, yeah, you definitely need those challenges or else you just, you just won't grow. And it's a direct comparison to sports. I mean, think about like hitting a ball, like you, you ground out, mm-hmm. you learn from that mistake to where you don't need to, cut down on the ball and you need to stay more level with your swing yeah. so you can like make better contact. Um, like in a, a football play, you throw a ball over the receiver's head. Yeah. You realize, yeah, I can't lift my arm like that. I got to like finish my throw through and really hit the receiver in yeah. stride. It's, I mean, it's literally in any single sport and anything and it applies that's perfectly a, to life. Exactly. That's a, that's a great, that's a great analogy. It's like if you're playing basketball and you go, Oh, for five. And then all of a sudden you just stop. You're like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to try anymore. And then, you know, you're never going to have the satisfaction of, you know, making that first shot, mm-hmm. but you won't ever miss another shot. But the thing is, is you're not, you're not growing. You're not becoming better by just walking away. You got to keep on going. Exactly. You got to adjust that shot. You have to do different things yeah. in your game to where you can score. And like we said, that's perfectly applicable to life and why you need certain trials and certain struggles that you have to yeah. go through so you can grow and become a better person. But um, yeah. yeah, that's been pretty much it for Deeper Thoughts. Um, make sure to check out our Instagram and TikTok at whoop underscore shoot podcast. We'll be having more posts coming on both of those accounts um, very soon. And also check us like all of our podcasts out. This is our, I want to say our 44th or 45th podcast. Make sure to check out all the other ones there on Spotify, Apple podcast, anchor, and really just wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. So be on the lookout for more of those. And uh, yeah. Anything else to add pain? Yeah. I want to leave you all with this thought. Uh, do news reporters wear pants behind the news desk? Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> peace. <laughs> peace. <laughs>